Welcome to Invited In, a podcast connecting the global family of Samaritan's Purse. I hope and pray you're doing well. For me, I'm heavy. The current events in Afghanistan are weighing on me as our military assists to evacuate Americans and Afghan partners who have worked with us over the years. I watch feeling helpless and hopeless. Please be praying for our partners, Christians, and anyone else seeking to escape the Taliban rule. We've posted an update and a prayer episode on On the Ground with Samaritan's Purse if you want to listen. And, you know, Afghanistan, Haiti, there's so many horrible things going on around the world. And we know as believers that earth is not our home. We're aliens and sojourners, and we need to constantly fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. And as we offer physical help in difficult places like Haiti and Afghanistan and Mississippi and many that we're currently serving in, we do this to share the gospel. The reason that we serve is in Jesus' name. We're obedient to run into fires so that we can share this truth and hope that we believe. And we know that nothing can separate us from. I love this reminder in Romans 8, 37 through 39 that says, We are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death or life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God. That is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. We have this hope. And so we can be hopeful in a hopeless situation. And we've been working on several episodes in the podcast, working on our work in Haiti and other front lines. But in the midst of that, we're working on one on our internship program. And we were able to talk with several interns as they were here in Boone this summer. And so we brought in Cindy Rutz, our Vice President for Human Resources, to share more about the program. And so this episode will be coming out on On the Ground in the coming weeks. But we wanted to share Cindy's personal insight and experience with the ministry over the years. She had just rich and encouraging um, stories and perspective that we just thought would be great for you to hear, just a reminder of the heart of the ministry of Samaritan's Purse and the leadership here serving. My name is Cindy Rutz, and I am the Vice President of Human Resources, and I've been with Samaritan's Purse for eight years. Now, I came to know the Lord in middle school. I didn't necessarily grow up in a Christian home, and um, but then as the Lord uh, led me through college, I felt a very um, unique call in my life for evangelism. I still remember hearing um, Billy Graham and Elizabeth Elliot through Campus Crusade in St. Louis talking about how Christ can change the world, and we're called to share the hope that this world needs. And that made a huge impact um, on me in college, and I felt the Lord calling me into business. I laugh and say, Jesus needs to be in the, in the boardroom too. And so that was, my, that was my call, is to share the gospel inside of uh, any you know business or wherever the Lord called me inside of that. I also majored in international HR, and so I loved— Um, being called into the nation. So that's kind of that background. And what I find funny is the Lord calls us and weaves this story even before we have any idea what this will look like. So um, I've loved Samaritan's Purse, was a volunteer in Hershey, Pennsylvania for years and uh, had always loved Samaritan's Purse. Meanwhile, the Lord had me in the secular world in HR, 
um, and felt like the Lord was calling me out of that. I wasn't sure what that would look like, but I felt a restlessness. Mm -hmm. And one day back in 2013, I got a call out of the blue. I hadn't applied for a job. I had just been a volunteer. And someone saw that and recognized my professional background and asked if I'd be willing to get paid for something I love to do. So I came and explored, and obviously my husband and I prayed a ton about that, and we joined the ministry. I joined the ministry in 2013 as the director of HR. Mm -hmm. This is why I love hearing people's stories, because you're right. Sometimes uh, somebody comes to you, um, and but God uses your gifts, talents, and abilities, and it always is the right time. And I know Ken Isaacs coined the quality of our work will be the platform of our witness. And I don't know if you told Edward this, but he said you did. The people will be the platform of our witness, or the quality Correct. of our people will be the platform. So I've actually been saying that as I've been meeting people at Operation Healer Patriots, because I am, I'm just blown away by especially the volunteers, mm -hmm. the quality of our people. And what I love most is the volunteers, sometimes you can't even tell the difference between staff and volunteers at Operation Healer Patriots, you know, Operation Christmas Child, because the training and the quality of excellence is so important. And so people are trained so well. And so, but I, I think you're right. It is such a network and God brings the right people at the right time. And so I love that, that you volunteered first and then God brought you to work. So, so what was even the difference there, volunteering versus working? I think for me, it was just an incredible opportunity to expand what God had already been training me up in, bringing some of the knowledge and experiences I had to be able to further the kingdom was just an amazing, you know, God loves and longs to give good gifts to His children. And to me, this was just a gift for me personally. But then as I sat in the seat, I realized the Lord had uniquely prepared me through those experiences and through the love that I had all the way back in college and evangelism. And it just it kind of married the two together. And um, I was, yeah, I would come up with situations that I thought, wow, Lord, I would not have been prepared to do this five years ago or 10 years ago. But He just uniquely equips the body of Christ for, um, for things to come. So that was, you know, to me, the most exciting part of it is just taking that step of faith and just trusting Him for what was to come. And it wasn't even a year, year later, Ebola hit, right? And so I remember thinking, okay, no one's equipped for this, Lord. How in the world do we protect and love and honor our people in the middle of a crisis no one's really gone through before? So, um, but He did. And and it just is amazing to see the people that are called to share His Word and His hope. You know, we're talking about equipping people and people, the quality of our people. To me, if you don't love the Lord with all of your heart, soul, and mind, and you um, are not passionate about following Jesus, then you don't need to be at Samaritan's Purse because it's, it's about your personal relationship with Christ that makes the staff so effective. And the quality of that walk with the Lord compels us whether we're at Operation Heal Our Patriots or in Liberia, to share the gospel. Um, it is not just a job qualification. It's a personal um, just uh, relationship with the Lord that drives us. So that's, that's my heart, is to hire people that care more than anything about sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ. I know. And, and one of my favorite parables is when Jesus—or it's not a parable. One of my parables— favorite parts of the New Testament is when Jesus comes to the disciples, you know, and they're fishing, and He calls them up, and He had already made the fire. He had already started 
cooking the fish. So he already started making. He said, come have breakfast. But he said, bring what you have. So he told them to bring what they caught, but he had already supplied all that they needed. And so he didn't need anything else, but he allowed them to bring what they have. And I always think of how, you're right, the first thing is the first thing here at Samaritan's Purse, uh, their relationship with Jesus and wanting to be be an evangelist. We all are. Uh, and yes, Certain jobs require schooling and training, and, you know, we definitely want the right people, but sometimes it just requires obedience and a faithful heart, and God can do the rest, and He obviously supplies all that we need. There are many times that I sit in my job even last week and think, Lord, I am not prepared for this, and I still think back on my first year here, Franklin told someone do you think this job's too big for you? And he said, yes. And I and and Franklin said, great. That's exactly where you need to be because you need to be relying on the Lord, mm-hmm. not on your resume, not on your experience. Mm-hmm. So in those moments where we think, I can't do this, this is too big for me, I, I am reminded that the Lord has called us and He will equip, and it's not on our own mm-hmm. um, skills or background that we're serving. So mm-hmm. I enjoy remembering that and uh, calling it out in my life when I feel like I know what the next step's going to be, because I don't, and I need to trust the Lord. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. Well, I love that you you said you worked in you know human resources in a secular uh, profession for a long time, but now you work in a Christian ministry. So maybe, can you talk to me about what you love about Samaritan's Purse, what you enjoy, but, but also maybe some similarities, mm-hmm. because it, it's interesting to do the same type of job in a Christian organization now. So maybe, what do you see in Samaritan's Purse that compares— um, and what do you see that you that's different? Let me just say that I cannot imagine working in HR in the secular world right now. Mm. The world has changed so much and has drifted so much that I believe that a lot of HR professionals are called to compromise their beliefs in the secular world right now. And I can't say that was always the case when I was in it uh, previously. It was a unique role in the secular world to walk with people during all parts of their life um, through working. Sometimes you bring into work some really tough things. You've got issues at home, or maybe you're battling cancer, but you need your job for benefits. Maybe you're Um, you're just struggling with your boss or you're struggling in your marriage. And those were always opportunities to bring the gospel into the workplace as an HR professional and explain and give account for the hope within me. I might not have legally been able to explain it, but I always felt like I was called to share Jesus inside of what He's done in my life. I can always tell my story. And I loved that witness and ability to share the gospel inside the corporate world. But the law of the land and a lot of things have changed in the last five years, but certainly in eight years. And I'm hearing HR professionals get in trouble for that. They're getting um, sued for that. People are accusing them of not being fair um, to the workplace because of their religious beliefs. And so I'm just super thankful the Lord had prepared me for moving into ministry when He did. Um, I can't be thankful, too thankful for that. But inside of the ministry, um, one of the things that I loved about human resources is that if we just treated people um, as we would treat ourselves, if we love God first and love others as He loved us, then really we'll find the right thing to do because we're trying to walk with people, love people, encourage them to find God's path for their life and encourage them inside of what God's doing in their life. And that, to me, is 
what we all should be doing. And in HR, it's just such a joy because people will share things and they will come to us with some of the challenges in their lives. And we're called to love them and meet them where they are and then to help them along the way inside of ministry and see what God does in that in that time, in that conversation, and in those solutions to be able to bring about His will. So that's a lot of fun inside the ministry to talk openly. My favorite thing to do is to pray before and after every meeting. I do not take that for granted because you do not get to do that in the secular world. So I love it so much to be able to say in an interview, I get to pray. So let's do that first. And it, and it is fun because it takes people off guard. So it's kind of fun to say, no, we're inviting Jesus in this conversation. We want it to honor Him. So yeah, you said the differences, but like, what do you see the similarities in like the standard of excellence that Samaritan's Purse is able to hold, um, even though they're a Christian organization? Do you see, I guess, similarities in standards? And sure. maybe does it, or does it impress you? How is that different? One of our distinct objectives is to exceed the world standards. So there are standards in hiring and in, in employment and in guiding staff and engaging staff. There are world standards for that. I love that we're challenged in the ministry to exceed those. So there will be common practices and best practices out in the secular world or out in the business world. I think we can take those and um, put them before the Lord and leadership and say, what could we also do to, to serve you well inside of those best practices? And I can give an example. You know, one of the, uh, the, the Lord led Franklin to start a clinic on both campuses, a medical clinic for our staff. So in the secular world, that would be about the return on investment, on savings and benefits claims, um, trying to save the organization money. And there'd be a lot of... Um, examination on that before we got started. Franklin asked us to consider it, but his motivation was to care for families, to care for staff, because he knew a lot of staff would move into the, these locations and also travel a lot, and he really wanted the ministry to care for the families. The best part of that is a couple of years later, we're seeing incredible savings for donors and for the investment inside of that clinic because of the ability to care for staff. So to me, that's an example of, in the secular world, we might have done the same thing, but the motivation here inside of the ministry is to honor people and honor God. But isn't it fun how He will also create um, a benefit that was unforeseen um, to be able to care for His His staff in a special way? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. No, that's good. And I like that because you're right, the heart and the motivation— so maybe comparing Christian to secular organization, the standards, the excellence, it's similar, but you're right, the motivation and the heart behind it so often is different. Can I jump in there mm -hmm. on um, internship? So mm -hmm. for example, a best practice in the, in the secular world may be an internship that is a program that allows us to find new talent to be able to go into that business or um company in the future. It's kind of a pipeline for the future. And so here we started the internship in 2013 at Franklin's Initiative, and that's a very common uh, practice inside of organizations. But in listening to his heart and listening to the heart of leadership, as I started right at the exact same year, 
The reason for our internship was about motivation. It was to introduce individuals right out of college or in the middle of college into serving the Lord in the field, whether that's domestically or internationally in the field of their major and interest. And the motivation, again, is introducing people to Christ, introducing people that have a unique talent and giftings into all areas of ministry versus the the pipeline for the future. And what is happening is that certainly the internship is becoming a pipeline for the future of this ministry. We have 102 interns that were hired into full-time roles inside of Samaritan's Purse since we started. So that is an incredible bonus and byproduct. Mm -hmm. But we also have countless interns that are serving in other places that learned how to serve the Lord inside of Samaritan's Purse, in their calling, and in different areas. And now we're serving in other parts of the country and other businesses and ministries. And I just pray that what they learned here is going to really catapult them into a variety of opportunities that the Lord might not have introduced but for being here. So Mm -hmm. I'm excited about that. But that's an example of, you know, a business purpose versus an eternal purpose. And Mm -hmm. I love being here that we can make it so much more about eternity um, and making an impact that way. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad you brought up interns because I do want to talk about them for a little while. So you mentioned it started in 2013. So been offering it for a while, but I know it's grown, the program. Um, so maybe it's probably changed over the years, uh, but maybe can you talk about the selection process and how do you how do you go about picking these people? Because we met every summer. That's one of my favorite parts is meeting some of them. And I always, I, I never get to know them all, which always makes me sad. Um, but they're always such a wonderful, high quality caliber people that love Jesus and that you're right. Some will go back to the secular world, but some will come back here and serve, some will serve. So it's it's awesome to see where God, um, it's like a ripple effect. They will take this forward. So, but I'm always just impressed by their caliber. Like I would never have been able to make this program because they're such great people. So how do you choose and select who comes through the program? First of all, the team's amazing. And I think they start with prayer. The whole foundation of this is that prior to any conversations that the Lord is already moving and um, moving His people into applying and um, laying it on their heart right now. So, for example, 2022, we're beginning to look at posting that job out on our website, but we believe the Lord is already moving in those uh, folks in their hearts to be able to decide to apply. So we want to make sure we start with prayer And then we do have relationships with a lot of Christian colleges and universities where we have a presence on campus to share all about what God's doing. And that's always our focus is not to necessarily solicit applications, but to just go out on college campuses to share what God's doing in the world and how He is using Samaritan's Purse to be able to to share His, His truth and the hope that he has to offer. So that's really where we start, is just sharing the story. As we continue to um, pray through the candidates, um, through the interns as they apply, we are looking at their application where we talk about their faith. So the first step is really just to look at their application and see their story. So we have Uh, questions on the application that talk about um, where they came to faith, if they've come to faith. There are sometimes individuals that apply that are not Christian, so we would definitely take that into account. 
we have a variety of individual and group interviews where we talk about um, their background and what they're interested in. And one of the things that we look for is that their relationship with the Lord has driven every part of that process. So their interest in applying, not just to build their resume, but to really trust the Lord as a part of that application. We're asking um, questions about their technical background, their major, but we're also looking to see if that is part of how the Lord's leading them. One of the things that I talk about a lot when I interview is that if I get to, the, this is a little interview tip, but if I get to the end of my interview and I have to ask the question, what is Jesus doing in your life? Then that's an indication that I don't know at that point. And really my question would be, why don't I know that? When you first sit down and talk with me, when we first sit down and talk with an intern candidate, we wanna hear that as the main predominant theme of the conversation. You know, the Lord led me to this school. The Lord led me to this major. I'm not sure where the Lord's leading me, but I do know He is faithful in this journey. Some of that needs to permeate all of the conversations, whether it's video interviews or individual or group interviews or on your application. So that's the main thing we look for. Additionally, we are having a lot of Zoom conversations at this point. Uh, we do not have um, individual on-campus interviews, um, but we do um, we do have a lot of phone calls and a lot of um, conversations with even the department to make sure that they're the right fit. And we're looking for that class of internship, that group collectively, that will work together well within the departments and each other to further the internship um, and to be able to be a part of key projects because it's amazing to me the many departments and where they place interns and how they are strategically part of the future inside of that department. Wow, love that. Knowing the why, not the what. Always makes me think of it. It was Aileen, that, Aileen Coleman that said, I'm an evangelist who happens to be a nurse. You know, it's like, you're, you're right. Your love for Christ and serving Him is number one. And I think so often the world says your identity is your resume, who, what you do, all that, which is important. Mm -hmm. And you obviously do need to find the right people for the right jobs. But above all, it's the why. Why am I doing this? And your servant's heart. You know, I, I would just ask one of my favorite verses that really keeps me grounded here is just Hebrews 12, mm -hmm. um, to fix your eyes on Jesus. Mm -hmm. And he's the author of our faith, but he's also the perfecter of our faith. And I love seeing um, individuals that are coming to apply, whether it's an intern or another position at Samaritan's Purse. And we know that the Lord, He is the author of their faith, but that the Lord is continuing to call them and refine them and bring them forward through a step of faith, whether it's the internship or somewhere else with Samaritan's Purse, even as a volunteer, just that they would be bold and take that step of faith and that we would recognize that and that He would be leading us as well so that we would we would find the people that he's called um, because he's guiding, not because of something that we— so we need to keep our eyes fixed on the Lord. And this is hard work. There are some times that it's a long day, and it's it's challenging, and there are opportunities to be able to um, to proclaim the gospel in areas we never we never would have dreamt of. So, But we can't do that if we don't have our eyes fixed on the Lord. So I would just pray that over the campus team as well. It's refreshing to hear the heart of one of our leaders in the ministry. I love the fact that Cindy, who helps in hiring and is looking for good talent and resumes, but most importantly, she's looking at their heart and their obedience to, to the Lord Jesus Christ and the, 
that she wants to know that they love God with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength, and their service will be an outflowing of their relationship with Him. Working at Samaritan's Purse is not just a job. It's a calling, and it is something that God calls you, and out of your obedience, you use your gifts, talents, and abilities for His kingdom work. And the longer I work here and the more I talk with staff and volunteers, I, I just am impressed and in awe of the people that God sends to serve here. And we know, you know, Ken Isaac says the quality of our work will be the platform for our witness, but I, I also agree that the quality of our people will be the platform of our witness. We are Jesus' hands and feet. And He doesn't need us, but He allows us to be a part of His work. And I'm just grateful, humbled, and encouraged every day in this calling. And I pray that you are as well. I wanna close with Ephesians 2.10 that says, we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared ahead of time for us to do. And so I hope that this verse and this episode just encourages you and reminds you why you are sending, serving, and supporting Samaritan's Purse. Thank you so much for your part in the ministry. I pray that you're encouraged and equipped to do His work today. God bless you.